This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. If I don't talk to you over the weekend, uh, happy Easter, but you know I will be here doing our daily financial news both Saturday and Sunday. If you don't know already, this is a show, this is a series that was inspired by a video I listened to once by Gary V and uh, Nipsey Hussle a couple of years ago, and I took the challenge to create a series, and it has become the Daily Financial News. We do it live, no editing. I'm up early. I create lots of notes by what I read, and I just share it with you and get it done in 10 to 15 minutes, and we move on with our day. If you like your financial news in bite-sized chunks, do me a favor, hit subscribe, show me some love with thumbs up, leave questions, because again, tomorrow at 8 a.m., so Saturday the 3rd, uh, we will be doing a live Q&A, and I love to have some questions ahead of time uh, so that we can get started. Again, I will do that from 8 to 9 a.m. tomorrow, Saturday, and then at 9 a.m., if you're one of my students in my course, How to Get Started, One Rental at a Time, we will do our Facebook Live in our small little intimate group uh, at 9 a.m. right there in Facebook. Uh, if you've bought the course here recently and you have yet to join, please ask to join the private Facebook group called One Rental at a Time Works. I go through that once a day. I approve people who bought the course and I decline lots of other people who are trying to sneak in. Anyways, uh, big news of the day is we had an over-under, I think it was on Monday, might have been Tuesday, I think it was Monday, uh, for, the un- or for the employment growth for the month of March. And as I recall the over-under, it was 400,000 jobs created. And near as I remember, most of you, if not all of you, chose the under. I believe in that video, I may have to go back and watch it, I leaned towards the over. I generally want to think good things, so I'm, I usually go that way, as you know, if you follow this channel. But damn, damn, we, we had a blockbuster number this morning. Where is it? 916,000 jobs created in March. Let's enjoy it for what it is. That is a great number. Uh, That is the largest number in several years. Uh, By no means am I saying it's time to party. The hard work is just beginning. But we've got to start the race somewhere. And 916,000 job created is quite the place to start. Uh, Just to give you a taste, uh, the jobs are in the right place part of the economy, right? If we had a four-lane highway, that fourth lane was messed up for a long time. Hospitality, excuse me, 280,000 jobs created. Uh, Bars and restaurants, 176,000 jobs created. Construction, 110,000 jobs created. Even manufacturing with 53,000 jobs created. Again, I was surprised to see earlier in the week that manufacturing is I think it was 11.9% of our economy. Uh, But again, they're adding jobs, and I expect that to keep going forward. So again, good number. Uh, The stock market is closed today. It'll be interesting to see what happens Monday, kind of a catch-up trading day. I suspect 
This will be more of sell high multiples and go into the great rotation, which we have talked about. Um, you know, I think the market was kind of starting to lean on um, kind of bad news is good news sometimes. And this is not bad news. This is not even good news. This is great news. So 916,000 jobs created. U3, again, I've said it and I'll say it again, is the most useless economic number given the crisis we are in. We have never had a, a, a business cycle that was led by the service industry being told to stay home. That said, it's still reported. You're going to see people talk about unemployment at 6%, down from 6.2. Just so you know, when I was getting my econ degree, 6% was considered full employment. Uh, now, you know, Janet Yellen's going to talk about sub 4%, but realize where we are in this. The real number we have to talk about is U6. This includes all the discouraged workers. Uh, that did fall. It, it's still double digits. It's still terrible. It's still horrible. We, we still have to get through this. But again, roughly a million jobs created in March, and I think April, April's going to be a good number. April's going to be over a million jobs created. Might even be over 1.2 million jobs created, but I digress. U6 came in at 10.7, yeah, 10.7, uh, falling from 11.1. So by no means out of the woods, lots of hard work to go. Uh, U6 probably takes us through the year. So, um, you know, we've, we've got some, some hard work to do. For those of you that follow Tesla, uh, they delivered 184,800 cars. Uh, kind of the median expectation was 168. Uh, there were, I think it was, there was a low of like 142 and a high of like 192. So they came in near the high end of that. It'll be interesting to see uh, where Tesla trades on Monday. Yeah, Monday, you know, are they getting credit for a higher pace of cars or are they going to have their multiple knocked because of the kind of rotation out of, um, you know, high growth into, uh, you know, kind of the reopening trade? The other thing that is becoming very obvious is that Q2 GDP is going to be a monster, right? There's, you could see the tea leaves, you could see the dominoes falling where Q2 GDP growth is 10%, double digits. And uh, that will be uh, quite the thing to do. Um, yeah, that will be that would be quite the thing to see to see the U.S. economy uh, growing at a ten percent GDP. And again, I think the year right twenty twenty one, as I've said, we transition from dark to light could be seven or eight percent when you look at it in to in total. There is pent up demand, seemingly everywhere. You know, we've talked about record savings on the sidelines. You know, we we have now people talking about, you know, there's probably, you know, sure, there's $16 trillion kind of put away, but there's like $1.5, $2.5 trillion in cash that, that's burning a hole in our pockets that we want to spend and we can't. Man, these service industries are going to come back like gangbusters. Uh, we have United Airlines. The, the freaking airline industry is hiring pilots, folks. They are seeing demand out. We are we are racing into the sunlight. It is going to be warm. It is going to feel great. And a lot of the industries that have been hurt the most will feel the best. And frankly, I expect labor costs or, you know, wages to go up in this environment. 
which is something we have been struggling with. We shall see. In addition to airlines hiring, we got hotels reporting record or occupancies 85% of 2019 levels. You know what? Hotels can certainly break even at that rate. And again, hotels will start hiring back staff. You know, you, you certainly don't need a lot of people when you only have 10% occupancy, but you get to 65, 70, 75% occupancy, you need some staff, right? Cleaners and bellboys and, you know, all of that, cooks, all that stuff. So lots going on. The other thing we've got to talk about is inflation is everywhere. Um, I did some rough math on just some commodities. And again, these numbers change a lot and they'll change going forward. But as of, I think these numbers were from yesterday or they might have been the day before. I think it was the day before. Steel's up 145%, lumber 126%, oil 80%, soybean 71%, corn 69%, copper 50%, coffee 34%, wheat 25%, and cattle 21%. So to hear the Fed talk about 1% inflation is... It's almost criminal in its, um, God, I want to say arrogance, but anyways, inflation is everywhere. The argument truly is, is this a short-term blip, right? Is this a two, three, four quarter blip? It could be. Uh, Certainly some of these will be blips, uh, but I believe what we're going to see as the economy comes roaring back, we're going to have some wage inflation as people compete for employees. And that will make inflation more permanent. And I do not believe the Fed is appreciating just how permanent or sticky uh, this inflation is going to be. Uh, Next up, you know, we are starting to see some proposals around uh, tax changes that will be very uh, punitive to success. If you are in the real estate game like I am, if you are looking to build a portfolio over years and decades, you will very likely have a seven-figure net worth at passing. And right now, there are talks about um, you know anybody that's got more than a million bucks is going to pay the piper. They're going to get rid of the stepped-up basis, and this could force your kids, your whoever you're passing them on to, to have to sell things that you have worked so hard to build just to pay the taxes. Yep, we've been talking about taxes changes, taxes going up. All this free money to everyone's got to be paid by someone. So uh, there's a lot of talk that, hey, if you become a millionaire, you've got to pay up. And uh, I don't know about you, but a million bucks in 2020 is not a million bucks in 1970. Uh, so this is, uh, that's a horrible idea, in my opinion. I mean, let me be clear. I think raising taxes on the wealthy or ultra wealthy or the estate tax is a good idea. But the fact that you call it a million bucks it's going to hurt the middle class. The middle class busts their ass in this highly competitive environment where you know, no one seems to care about us. And uh, then you get to the finish line and then you try to give something to the next generation and they take it from you. Oh, that kind of pisses me off a little bit. But we shall see. Lots of stuff coming. We'll see if this passes. Uh, again, we talked about, uh, I think it was Google yesterday. It might have been Facebook. I forget which one. But the return to office is real. There are more and more companies going, hey, we are uh, likely going to be back to fairly full capacity by Labor Day. Labor Day. This is going to have impact on those big industrial cities, San Francisco, New York, things of that nature. 
they could have seen the bottom if you locked in, you know, kind of your rent drops in the last three or four months. Good for you. Uh, you could have seen it. Um, but yeah, it looks like, uh, looks like, again, the next 12 months is not going to be like the last 12 months. Here's a big one for you. All you folks out there that think I'm an idiot, that you, you think foreclosures and short sales and all this stuff is coming to bear like right around the corner. I don't know how many times I have to tell you that 3.2 million people in forbearance is not going to be an issue. Here you go. Mortgage companies are warned that severe penalties will come if they do not work with homeowners, if they do not process, do not take care of avoidable foreclosures, if they do not perform loan modifications on people that can now pay, they will have severe penalties. Folks, this is so different than 0809. Banks are being not only interested in help, mandated to help. I don't know what the percentage will be, but I would guess it's over 70% of the people in forbearance will get some kind of modification and be just fine. If there's 3 million, 70% 2.1, so that leaves 900,000 homes. Of the 900,000 homes, 40% or more have more than 20% equity. Folks, there's no inventory. There's, I should say that, there's very little inventory coming. And it doesn't even show up to 2022. Foreclosures take forever. Man, I just wish people would stop talking nonsense that don't know what's going on. As for next week, we got a couple of things. We got the market reaction. All right, we have the market reaction to what I consider a blowout employment picture. I'm going to guess rates go up. Uh, the Treasury market's actually open. Let's get a, I actually brought it up here. Let's see. Da, da, da. Yep, 1.72. It's up almost 0.05%. So up this morning. It's again a number that shows inflation is coming, or they at least see that. Uh, we have mortgage apps on Wednesday, which again, I expect to be down. We shall see, mainly because of refi. Uh, we have unemployment number on Thursday. That number last week sucked. Let's just all admit it. It broke back above 700,000. We want that under 700,000 so it gets under six, then gets under five, and we move forward together. Uh, and then Friday, producer uh, price index, PPI. We're going to see if inflation is sneaking into the system. And then lastly, again, a sign that better days are ahead. These malls, right? These malls are getting repurposed and uh, used for other things. An example, Arizona Mall. Paradise Valley Mall, don't know where it is, never been there, I don't think, but who cares? It's a 92-acre site that has just been rezoned for mixed use, meaning uh, residential and uh, office, and uh, it was sold for $100 million, a little bit more than a million dollars an acre. Folks, this is how we're gonna come out of this. Malls are gonna be converted. It can become storage. They can become other things. We are going to come out of this. It is going to be sunshine. If you're in the real estate game, get ready. More inventory is coming. Rates are still remarkably low. And um, yeah, I'm excited by what's to come. Hopefully you are taking the How to Get Started One Rental at a Time course. Uh, it's, it's get ready. The next 90 days are the time to get ready so we can take action in the second half of the year. Have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Uh, what did I say? Happy, uh, good Friday. Happy Easter. Uh, again, we'll be back tomorrow at 730 and we'll do a live show at eight o'clock just for questions. Take care. Bye bye.